Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dental Business Mentors. This is Dr. Justin. What is up, Paul E? Welcome, welcome, all the listeners, all millions of you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. <laughs> so, this episode is sponsored by. I think we sponsor ourselves. Okay, yeah, we do. Did we? Did we? Or pay? maybe your wife? Maybe our wives sponsor us. I think. I yeah. think someone's supporting this because somebody should pay for this. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we're gonna work on that next time. <laughs> so, what's the question, brother? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is a good one. This is a fun one. I feel like I got a funny story for this one. You know what I learned? I read a book on storytelling, and it said the best way to make a funny story unfunny is to tell people it's a funny story before you tell it. So. I hear you. My story may not land. All right. How to decide when it's time to let somebody go. Okay. So, you know, I don't know what everyone's recruitment process is, et cetera. Over the years, ours has evolved and we've done a pretty good job of making sure that we're bringing the right people on the bus. So we're sort of slower to hire now. We would just fill a spot years ago. Now, like we have a whole system. We do surveys, we do interviews, questions, all this kind of stuff. That aside, there always comes a point where you know, you're going to have somebody who may be becoming more cancerous, maybe just too much gossip, too much drama, not showing up on time, maybe not performing appropriately or resisting every change that comes your way. We know who we're talking about, right? And my philosophy before used to be like, build people up, build people up, build people up. And you know, we're all struggling with something and we should, but I'm realizing more and more that you can do that and you should absolutely build people up and support them 100%. But once you've done that, you should have a guilt-free departure and you shouldn't just keep dragging it out, right? It's like being stuck in a crappy marriage for the kids. And then the kids are like 18 and then you get a divorce and like, why the hell did you guys stay together? You made us unhappy, right? You, you killed the culture of the house. And so the quickest way to kill or destroy an A player or a great team member is to be slow to fire a C player or a crappy team member. That's the quickest way to kill the A player. And what you're basically saying is we'll tolerate this. And so my new philosophy is three strikes, you're out, right? We're going to talk to you three times about something. And if there's no change and you're starting to weigh on us and the rest of the practice, then we're going to wish you the best. And we're going to have a very amicable divorce. We're going to sit down. We're going to let you know that, look, this is just, we're, we're not seeing eye to eye. And we've talked about all these things and it maybe seems that you're not happy here. And maybe, maybe it's just this practice and maybe you'll find a better dental home somewhere else. But having a, an amicable divorce where we're able to separate and, and leave them, you know, feeling good about themselves too. We don't want anyone leaving feeling destroyed or down on themselves. And, you know, you'd like to be able to give them a, a high five or a hug or whatever, right? <laughs> however, you wanna, however you wanna look at it. I like that. I don't like people leaving and being like, it was just a terrible experience. They weren't good about it, et cetera. So I would just say, rip it off like a Band-Aid. get it done. Don't tolerate it. And don't be fearful of how are we gonna do this and how are we gonna fill the schedule? Just move on and you'll figure out the rest. I think it's too toxic to keep people around. It's too stressful to keep people around and uh, life is way too short to keep people around that you just know should not be there. I think it's hard. The hardest part of it is that we, we have these people that maybe don't fit in so well. And we look at two situations. 
is having them here better than having nobody? And a lot of times we go, wow, it would be really hard if we had nobody. And I would say to the people that are looking at that, there's nothing wrong with putting out an ad and your team being like, wait, what's going on? Like, are we hiring somebody? Like, well, yeah, we're just, we're expanding, we're growing. We may need somebody. I'm thinking about taking on somebody else. I just want to meet some people. I just want to see who is out there. You can always do that. And it's a little bit easier to let somebody go when you have a replacement. I, I know that. Now, in my personal experience, I've only had to let three people go. Two of them, we let go within three weeks. It was just very well apparent that they just did not fit in. So I, I can't say that I have a lot of experience in this department, but I can tell you that people on my team, they will never get me to say who they are because they they still work for me, but they have been on my chopping block before and they've kind of been wearing on me for sometimes. And we've had some conversations and we've always managed to get on the same page and turn it around. So I like what you're saying. You've got to talk to them. And I would say for these people that I'm thinking about that I've done this with, had they not changed or had they not cared about how their behavior was affecting other people, that would have been an issue. And that would have came to the point where it was like, okay, it's time to do this. Now, I'm thinking of two people in particular that we did let go. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to make somebody cry. I don't want to make them feel bad. I don't want to make tell them that they feel inadequate. But both times, I just reminded myself this is going to feel really bad for like 10 minutes, but it's going to feel really freaking good when it's over. And this like weird, sadistic, like get off on firing people like that. That was like the mindset that I put myself in to get myself to do it. Because the fact of the matter is, I remember when I fired my first person, she ended up talking to my office manager for a little bit after like I, I just me and my office manager did it together. And then she was crying. And I'm like, OK, well, I got to run. And I ran out of there and I just kind of left my office manager with her, which is kind of a jerk move. But I, I called her later. I'm like, dude, can we fire more people? I feel amazing. You know, I said I was going to tell that one story. One person we let go. I let my office manager do it. And I just told her, I said, hey, you know, this would be a good experience for you. You know, I, I don't know her that well. She worked in the front. Just let her go. And so I knew when it was happening and I kind of hid in my office because I knew she was going to just I knew she was going to leave. And I, and I park in the back of the office and I went out to my car. I hid in my office for maybe 20 minutes. I went out to my car to go get something. And right when I walked into the break room, we almost ran into each other and she was in full on tears and she almost like pushed me out of the way. And I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> how, how are you? That was my fire experience, but I think you're right, dude. You got, you got, you got to have the conversation. We want to put these things off and we don't want to have these difficult conversations. And the longer we put them off, the more difficult they become. And I think part of being a great leader is getting easier. You get better at having those hard conversations. You always have to first look at yourself as well. And that's why I said, you have to make sure that we're supporting people and have guilt-free departures, right? So guilt-free departures mean, Hey, I have a system in place to onboard people and actually train them up and set them up for success. Like if you can't say yes to that, Right. Like if you don't actually have a way to bring someone on, train them up or in general, a way to train people up or somebody who can in your organization, train them up. That's rough. Now, whose fault is it really? Right. You brought them on. You needed them, but we didn't have the resources to train them up. So I think if, if you have that ability in the practice and I think everyone should. Right. It's straightforward and to do. And so if that's there, you've spoken to them very clearly. Right. Like you've, you've clearly spoken to them. You've heard them out. You're all good. The people that are really easy to let go of are the people who think they're more important than everybody else. The, the divas who just think, hey, man, I'm more, I'm more important. It's, it's about me or the victims. And the reason why I'm quicker to let those victims go and the divas go is because 
because they're not team players. They think it's all about them and they'll be quick to point fingers at why the world sucks and why it's coming down on them and how everything in the practice is the problem when really it's just their inability to manage their own life. It's true. As bad as that may sound. And the reality is that that's, those are the folks I'm talking about. And, you know, I've had up to 12 practices and like dozens and dozens of team members. And we've let go of only in the last eight years, 10 people. Like that's not a lot, right? That's not a lot. We probably should have let go of more. And it sucks because it breaks your heart to do it. But then like you said, Paul, it's like, why? Why does that break our heart to do it? I used to ask myself, I'm like, why do I feel so bad every time it comes down to a final hour? And now it's like doomsday. We got to let this person go. And the answer was real simple. It's because it wasn't a guilt-free departure. I didn't really feel like we did everything we could. But now that I know that we're doing everything we can to set people up for success and we're good people and we're not just like picking on folks, it's a lot easier. It's just like, okay, sorry, like you go have a great life and so will we. (laughs) Happy Friday. See you later. I kind of want to hear like what your voice, like, let me hear your stern voice. Like, tell me I have to talk to you in your office. My stern, I don't, I don't think I have a stern voice. I mean, like for me, like if I'm going to go talk to Paul in the office, I would be like, Hey Paul, do you have a couple minutes to to connect later today? Just want to sit down and, and talk about a few things. Yeah. About what? Let's do it now. Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it right now. Why don't you come sit down? Oh man, I'm scared of you. Yeah, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> man, he, yeah, he gets I mean, vicious. Yeah, you no, just I, see the I, look I, on we, his eyes. We prepare it. So like if I'm gonna have a conversation with somebody, like I'm a really transparent person, right? And I'm kind and I'm nice, but I'm very blunt. Too. I just don't see the point of beating around the bush. And so I always go through the same thing. I'll, I'll let people know, like, this is what's going on. And you and I have talked about this conversation. People do this whole, say the good and say the bad and then say the whatever. If someone's sitting in front of you, they know shit's about to come down the pipeline. So just get to it. The shit sandwich. Just get to it. And so I think the thing is just to have, be respectful of them and be very honest and transparent. Don't dance and beat around the bush. Just stop and say, look, I feel like you're unhappy in some ways. We are certainly unhappy in some ways. These are the behaviors that you're exhibiting that are are making us feel this way. And we just don't feel like this is going to be the right fit moving forward, that sort of thing. And so we just have an open discussion. And because we're big on actually keeping relationships with folks, you know, my managers are able to have these discussions with people. Now, if I went into the office to try to have a conversation like this, I'm so remote. I don't have a relationship with people in all of my practices. That wouldn't go very well, right? I mean, like people, it would be really awkward. So, well, let's try it. Paul, <laughs> can I see my office? Uh, who's talking to me? I don't even know this guy. What's he doing in the practice? <laughs> You're he- fired. Whoa, shit. No vacation pay. Damn. Dude, where was my shit sandwich? Where's the good and the bad and the good? I'm bad at being strict on the spot, man. I think like I'm so good at it when my kids piss me off, though. I don't yeah, understand. Like, yeah. how, like what? I just need like it's natural. <laughs> my old boss was like the king of the shit toast. It was just like a good <laughs> and a bad. He never he never put the other the other side of the sandwich on. It was just anytime he said a compliment, you knew something bad was coming. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so anyways, yeah. be nice to people. Yeah. Leave people better than you found them, but let them go. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. Don't tolerate it. Let people go. Yeah, and then savor that flavor because it feels good to let them go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Everyone have a great week. We will talk to you next time. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Take care.